Good morning. Welcome to the Marketing Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Lathan, and today is Thursday, June 9th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished down at 0.73%. The S&P 500 finished down 1.08%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down 0.81%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day down 1.49%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were energy and communication services. Energy finished up 0.15%, followed by communication services, which ended the day down 0.02%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were real estate and materials. Real estate finished down 2.44%, followed by materials, which ended the day down 2.11%. The market finished lower yesterday as treasury yields rose and oil prices spiked amid continued concerns over inflation and the likelihood of an economic slowdown. But before we get into all the excitement from the trading day yesterday, the morning started with the release of some key economic data. The Mortgage Bankers Association's weekly mortgage application survey revealed that mortgage applications declined 6.5% week over week versus a prior decline of 2.3%, while purchase applications fell 7% and refinancing applications dropped 6%. Now, the key takeaway from this report is that the mortgage index dropped to its lowest level in over 22 years, thanks to weaknesses in both purchase and refinancing applications. And the reason for this is really what we have discussed with some of the other recent economic releases that have shown persistently low housing inventory and a spike in mortgage rates over the past three months, which has made the prospect of buying a home almost unattainable for most Americans, especially first-time buyers. So the mortgage data released yesterday is essentially an extension of that. But rounding out the data from yesterday, the Commerce Department reported that April wholesale inventories increased 2.2% month over month, following a 2.7% increase in March. So a fairly uneventful day in terms of economic data, and neither release likely had a large effect on performance. But speaking of performance, it was a tough day for the market yesterday due to another spike in energy prices and a batch of headlines that put concerns about economic growth back into the spotlight. So let's start with some of those market headlines that negatively impacted investor sentiment yesterday. First, Intel made comments at a semiconductor industry conference, basically saying that economic circumstances are much worse than the company anticipated and that the macro environment is extremely weak right now. Now, this obviously affected the company's stock, which finished down over 5%, but it also served as a headwind for the whole semiconductor subsector, which finished down over 2.3%, and dragged down the broader technology sector, which finished down 1.1%. But we also got a warning from another company, as Scott's miracle Grow slashed its 2022 outlook and said that wholesale orders from retail partners have been well below the normal level likely due to inflation and consumers putting off purchases. So not great headlines there from two well-established American companies. But globally, we got a couple of other warnings regarding the economic outlook. First, the Organization for Economic Cooperation Development, also known as OECD, 
which is a group of 37 countries, including the US and most of the EU, cut its 2022 global GDP view from 4.5% to 3%, which was a clear signal to investors that global growth is slowing. In addition, the Reserve Bank of India raised its key lending rate by a larger than expected 50 basis points yesterday, citing runaway inflation as the main reason, which mirrors the exact move and reasoning we spoke about on yesterday's show that we saw from Australia on Tuesday. So a bad day for economic headlines. We had warnings from established companies here in the U.S., back-to-back days of warnings from central banks around the world, and a reduced GDP forecast for most of the developed economies, all of which obviously affected the market and investor sentiment. Further tainting any hope of optimism was the fact that energy prices continue to rise as WTI crude futures settled the day up 2% at $121.96 a barrel. Further discouraging investors was a spike in bond yields yesterday, which sent the benchmark 10-year treasury yield back above 3%, ultimately ending the day up 6 basis points at 3.03%, likely a response to inflation worries and a soft 10-year note auction. So, as you can probably tell, It was almost like a perfect storm of growth concerns yesterday, which was reflected in the tape at the close. Every sector outside of energy finished lower, but interestingly enough, large cap stocks actually outperformed small cap and growth outperformed value, which I thought was interesting. But in conclusion, a tough day for the market due to a continuation of fears regarding growth and inflation. As mentioned in previous shows, for the rest of the week, investors will likely be focused on the consumer price index reading for May, which is slated for release Friday morning. The consensus is that the key inflation gauge will come in slightly cooler than April, which could be interpreted by some as a confirmation that inflation has peaked and would likely lead to a combined sigh of relief from investors. As always, time will tell, but regardless of what happens between today and Friday, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, it was a slower day in terms of news, but perhaps the biggest story yesterday involved a Supreme Court justice. So according to multiple reports, a man was arrested early yesterday morning outside Justice Brett Kavanaugh's Maryland house. The man, described as being from California and in his mid-20s, was taken into custody by police after telling officers he wanted to kill the justice. He allegedly did not make it into Kavanaugh's home, but was apprehended on a neighboring street and found to be carrying at least one firearm and burglary tools. Initial evidence indicates the man was angry about a leaked draft of an opinion by the Supreme Court, hinting that the court is preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade. So scary situation there. In other news stories, White House Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo admitted Tuesday that the White House can't do much more to combat record-high gas prices for Americans, blaming Russia's invasion of Ukraine for the spike seen across the country. Now, the Commerce Secretary's pessimistic assessment comes as gas prices have been rising for weeks, forcing Americans to pay more at the pump as summer approaches and producing political issues for the Biden administration amid already high inflation. But her comments also came as key OPEC member, the United Arab Emirates, issued a statement yesterday claiming that gas prices worldwide are nowhere near peak yet because of the fact that China has been mostly locked down for the past couple of months. And with the country starting to open back up, consumption in the country will skyrocket. 
So not very encouraging news there. But with the current situation around the world, economically, politically, socially, it definitely feels like it's hard to keep an optimistic outlook. But according to a new study from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, you should really try. The reason is that a recent study found that being an optimist could lead to a longer life. The large-scale study found that those who always look on the bright side of life were more likely to make it to the age of 90. The phenomenon applied across racial and ethnic groups, adding to evidence that happiness is good for the body as well as the mind. In addition, the study even found that staying positive is as good for your body as exercise. So be sure to keep those heads up out there. And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from June 9th of the past. Starting today in 1815, when the final act was signed by the Congress of Vienna. And this is an important event in European history, as the great eight nations at the time, Austria, France, Great Britain, Portugal, Prussia, Russia, and Sweden, agreed on a reorganization in new Europe moving forward following the Napoleonic Wars. Our next event happened on June 9th, 1934, when Donald Duck made his screen debut in The Wise Little Hen. 11 years later, in 1944, the Republic of Iceland was established. And lastly, in 1973, American Racehorse Secretariat won the Belmont Stakes to capture the Triple Crown. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. Content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.